Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. And nobody can bind with bones like his. Nobody can tie you like Allah This never happens here. You know, what are the chains here? You can see. But the chains in the hereafter, you know, these you know, chains putting your neck and every part of the body, you basically made to enter into the, into the chain, chains. And then there are so huge chains that in the fire, in the fire you have to carry them. You know, can you imagine this world? People have any sense in the fire? If somebody burning in the fire in this world, you, you can't have any, any sense of anything. People become unconscious. But at that time, there is no unconsciousness. People will have full sense of every single matter while they are, you know, the fire actually is much, much worse than the fire of this world. You know, full sense in the fire and then much humiliation, chains, and you know, and uh, all you know, uh, and food and things really which people ne- never can imagine they're going to happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, just imagine nobody can do li- like him. What the punishment that Allah can give, nobody can give. The way of Allah can, Allah can put the people in the chains and the way He can bind them in the bones, the way He can tie them, nobody can do. In this world, there are no chains like that. Even a single chain of the, uh, of the farafel is much, much more humiliating, much heavier. La so, you know, this Quran has mentioned about those people, those who have no fikr and no dhikr. So I mentioned in the morning, the, the, this surah basically is about fikr and dhikr. Meaning is that whatever Allah has given you, either, you know, either part of his rububiyya, you should know you don't deserve that. That you only have been given for the test. Then dhikr means you remember that and you obey him and worship him. To thinking, understanding his favor, understanding the universe properly, and then full obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikr and fikr. And when people do this dhikr and fikr again, again, all the time, 24 hours, then the time comes when they become on the stage of highest iman. And that is what? Itminan. To itminan means when your heart becomes fully content with Allah's rububiyya and Allah's uluhiyya. Whatever Allah decides, you don't find any hesitation to understand that. You accept properly. Whatever he does, you know he's a hakim and hakim. So his rububiyya becomes very firm in your heart and his uluhiyya. That you know, whatever he commands you to do, any prayer, anything, you do it, spending money, you never question. You do exactly what you become content. So when, you know, ibadah and, you know, and rububiyya, aspect of Allah they become deeper in the heart and people have no hesitation, no question and the mind becomes peaceful and content with Allah, Allah being Rabb and Allah is being Allah, 
then they are called an-nafs al-mutma'inna. So itminan is the highest quality of the iman. And that way Ibrahim al-Islam, he wanted to get that. And he said, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, show me how do you, you know, make the dead alive. So Allah said to him, awalam tu'min. Don't you believe? So Ibrahim says, bala, walakil yatma'inna qalbi. So I want this, this contentment, this, this thing in my heart. Believers are required by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they must make effort until they get contentment, until they have itminan in their iman. So it means keep thinking, keep understanding until you become content with the rububiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Keep doing ibadah, keep doing dhikr until you become content with the uluhiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you have reached to the stage, that is the highest level of iman. So, ya ayyatuhal nafsul mutma'innat. Quran is saying that these people, they did not use their mind properly, they did not have any fikr, and they did not have any dhikr. Because fikr, dhikr only comes after fikr. So not thinking, you are not going to, to obey him, listen. Like Iman Islam, if they don't have, but the, on the contrary, there are other people, opposite, there are other people who are full in content. They have dhikr, and they have fikr. They understanding properly, thinking properly, obedience of their Lord properly. To them actually what matters is what the Lord asks. It doesn't matter to them that, you know, for example, Father time comes, it doesn't matter to them that they still want to sleep. What matters to them is, Allah has commanded me to do this prayer at this time, whether I am tired or I am sleepy, it doesn't matter to me. It is secondary thing. Main thing is, I must follow His command. Allah has commanded me to spend money in the, you know, on, on the poor people. You know, whether I love money or don't love money, it doesn't matter. I must spend money as He commanded me. Allah SWT has commanded me to be kind with the people. You know, whether I like this or don't like this, since he commanded me, I must do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded me, I must respect the weak people. Maybe I don't like to respect them, but I must do that. Like angels. Allah commanded angels to bow to Adam. You know, it could be, it, to bow to Adam is not an easy thing. Like, you know, if somebody asks us to bow to some weaker than us, we cannot do this. But angels did. Allah's command. When Allah commands you, then do it. That actually what is Ya Yatuha and Nafsul Mutmainna O Contrat Soul. So for the believers really, their life is not their own desire. Their life is not their own will. Their life basically to make their will under the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The time that they spend in thinking Allah Rububiya, the time that they spend in the ibadah, in the dhikr, that time is more precious to them that eating, drinking, enjoyment of the family life all those enjoyment of position or the power. To them, the main thing is to think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to obey Him. You know, like Ma'arum Rahmanullah said, Awqat hama bood ki bayar basar raft baqi hama be hasli wa be khirdi bood. My real time was the time which I spent with my beloved. The real time of my life was the one which I spent with my beloved, meaning with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ibadah, worshipping, obedience, the real time. The rest of the time was basically behasari. I did not get again anything. Behirdi, it had no sense. Rest of my life had no sense. Rest of my life did not actually have any gain. The only thing that I got in my life, precious actually, is the time that I spent with my Lord. The time that I spent in obedience of my Lord, that the real thing. And actually, you can see really, in your time, really, even you, you know, we are so weak believers, but since morning until evening, just go and think properly, what is the best thing that you have done? You feel really the prayers that you did on the time in the jama'ah, that was the best thing that you do, did. Nothing more precious than that. Every single thing that you have done is secondary to that. That's the most important thing. 
when you spend any time to listen to your Lord, obey Him, understand Him, and worship Him, that's the best thing of your time. That's how the believers, believe, believers actually should only live for the will, will of Allah. They don't have will. Their will is under the will of their Lord. That they have decided. Before that decision, they have will. Freedom to think. But once they have thinking, after that they sacrifice all their will for the sake of Allah Taala. And then, you know, more room actually goes more than that. Once you do that, then he takes care of you. If you obey him, if you listen to him, he is not going to abandon you. He will trust you, but then he will give you more than you can imagine. You know, that thing like the Prophet Muhammad and his companions, how much suffering they have got? 10-15 years. Poverty, suffering, hard life, deprived of their homes. And once their ibadah has been established properly, Iman Islam is established properly, then what happens is, soon very quickly, even in the life of the Prophet conquest start happening. And then Abu Qasr, this time, part of Syria has been conquered. And then Umar's time, Iraq, Sham, Egypt, Iran, in all the under-Muslim hand, and all the wealth and treasures which Arabs never could have dreamed, it was under their feet. You lost a small heart, tiny house in Makkah al-Mukarramah, and now you are getting actually so much money and wealth, you can buy actually 20 or 30 houses you know, better than that, buy that money. So much money is coming. All the pearls and precious stones from Iran and from Persia, they come to, to, to Medina in, in the hands of those people. You know, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of you. When you do ibadah properly, this world has no value. He can give you more than that. That doesn't matter. When people make little sacrifice, get more. When people worship this world, they get little. When you run away from that, you get more. That's how, that why the ulama say that if any height falls from the sky, it only will fall on the head of the person who does not want it. Those who want it, they can't get it. Those who don't want, it will fall on their head. This world is like that. Those who are running away from the world, the world, world runs after them. And those who runs after the world, they don't like Mawala Thani Rahman very nicely. People, you know, he's not earning money. You know, he has no business, no trade, no job, nothing. He's sitting, you know, he's, he's just in his village, educating people, teaching people. But, you know, for people everywhere in India, they're just sending gifts to him from all over. And, you know, and this returning back, he takes a little bit from those people who, from who, in who trust. He says, you know, I don't have income other than this. But for everything else, he keeps writing, no, don't send me, returns back. Can you find like that? People, rich people, noble people, they want to give him money. But he rejects everything. People want him to eat from his house, but he rejects it, doesn't have. That the world actually runs after him, and he's running away from that. And that always keeps happening for, for all the you know, pious people in Islam. And you know, we have seen really so many shayukh in India. There was Mawlana Muhammad Ahmad Pratavgadi, Rahmullah from Pratavgad. Very thin person, very weak person. And all his life he spent in da'wah and calling people to Islam and going from village to the village. You know, and Hindus and Muslims, everybody loved him. And from morning until when you see him, People, Hindus come there and give him money. Muslims are coming, but nothing goes to his party. When whatever comes, he goes to the people. Even his own family, they're still poor. He goes. So much, everybody wants him to take something. You know, he spent some time, 20, 30 years of his life in Mujahada, and then Allah SWT gives him. To understand it, not that Allah SWT wants you to obey him, and then he ignores you. No. If he can give unbelievers so much, he will give you more. Even in this world, he can sometimes, not, sometimes, not necessarily all the time, because for him, this world is not, has no value. But don't think that you are not going to get anything. Sometimes you get more than unbelievers, because he loves you. 
the that water reminded by Muarum Rahmullah Ta'ala, he said, Shad Bash, Shad Bash of Farig, Shad Basho Farigu Ayman Kiman, Akunam Batu Kibara Bachaman. Allah says to his followers, to his slaves, Shad be happy, O Farig, and be free, don't have worry of the world. Ayman and be in peace of mind, don't have worry and fear of anything. Shad Bash, be happy, O Farig, and be free. وَأَيْمَنْ and in peace of the mind and, uh, and no fear كِمَنْ آكُنَمْ بَاتُوا كِبَارًا بَاتْشَمًا I am going to do with you what rain does to the garden as rain comes and makes the garden you know, with flowers and roses I am going to do your life like rain I am going to help you I am going to make you flourish مَنْ غَمَيْ تُو مِي خُرَمْ تُو غَمْ مَخُرْ بَرْ تُمَنْ مُشْفِقْ تَرَمْ أَسَّدْ پِدَرْ I eat your, your grief I have your worry I have your concern you should not have any worry. Don't have any worry. I take your worry. I carry your worry. I look after you. I know what to feed you. I know how to give you. You don't need to think anything. Don't make any planning. Just worship me, obey me. I take care of you. Man tu me khuram. I take your worry. I take your concern. You should not have any concern. Bar tu man mushfiq taram asad pedar. You know, I am more you know, merciful upon you and more loving of you. More, I have more affection for you than 100 fathers. If you've got 100 fathers, they cannot love you and they cannot take care of you as I take. So, you know, this really, this, this is the thing we have to understand. That once you listen to him, when you spend your time with him, then he takes care of you. So, Quran said, Ya ayyatuha nafsul mutma'inna O content soul. O soul which has no worry, no concern about eating, drinking, their own life in this world. Their only, their only concern is how to listen to their Lord. How to understand him, how to think about him, how to increase the iman. No other concern. That mutmainna means. If you have concern, you don't have itminan. Itminan and concern, they are two different things. Itminan means no concern. They, actually, these people, they did not have concern even for the next meal. Aisha Dilatanha, once she got so much, you know, thousands of dirham coming from Iran, and Umar Khattar gave her all that. And then he, she asked her servants, to distribute all this money to different houses. And in the evening, when the time of iftar came, because she was fasting even, so she asked you know, her servants, bring something to eat. They said, nothing at home. They said to her, why didn't you at least keep one, one dirham for your own food? So she said, you should have reminded me. All the money came before sunset, everything gone. No concern. You know, and many of these, they used to say that when we eat lunch, we don't think about the dinner. That's never our concern. But I think really we people, we not only think about actually, you know, one year, two years, we think about the whole life and we are already regret anyway, 100 years of life and then our family and the descendants, all the people. You know, it never happens. You know, and the Quran says, If you are Saleh, Allah will take care of you. He thinks about you. Make yourself content with Allah's judgment. Whatever Allah judges, you know, you know, basically the thing is, if we have money in the banks, we are happy. They think, you know, if I need, I can take. You know, believers actually should be more content with the treasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the treasures of this world. If Allah is with me, I have no worry. He will feed me. He will look after me. And when your iman grows, he looks after you. Just look Ibrahim al-Islam. You know, the whole valley was full of his sheep and goats. What, did he die out of poverty? Ibrahim was a rich man. Ibrahim al-Islam, who has so much praise in the Quran, he was a rich man. 
so much sheep and goats and all those things that you see, eating and drinking, not a problem. Ibrahim was very generous as well. If you get any guest to come, Ibrahim will feed him. But he did not enjoy eating and drinking. His enjoyment was just the ibadah. He did what Allah commands him, Allah took care of him. He built a house in a place where no, no plant can grow, there is no food, nothing. Because his consent to worship Allah then Allah Taala guaranteed him that your descendants will get all the fruits. Makkah does not grow anything, but in Makkah you can buy anything. It could be that Indian farmers, you know, they grow all the precious things, but they don't eat it, but the people who are grown in Makkah, they get all their things. Everything is put there. All the good things that in India makes goes to, to Makkah. And what they get is rough. You can see now you get in all this basmati rice. If this basmati rice, you don't get in India. In India, you only get rough basmati rice. You know, very, very cheap one. Because they think they, they, they can make more money by exporting to outside. In India, they don't get so much money. To Indian people who grow basmati rice, they don't eat basmati rice. You know, or maybe they eat actually not, not, not so precious. You get it here. Allah SWT made the world like that. In a way, if you want to give the people, you don't need to grow. He can send to you. People in Makkah, maybe they don't grow any fruit, but they get every fruit. So Allah SWT takes care of the people. So just, He wants you, your heart should be content. Ya ayyatuha nafsul mutma'inna. O content soul. Irji'i ila rabbike radiyatam mardiyya. Now come back. You know, that's your place. Anyway, come back to your Lord. You know, now Allah says, your Lord, the one who takes care of you. Radiyatan. You are mardi. You are radi. Content. You are come here. You will be happy. You will be pleased. What, what I have got. No doubt really. What Allah has prepared for the believers in the day of judgment. They will be so happy. So pleased. They could not think. And Allah one day will ask the people of paradise. That you know. Oh, people of paradise. I have given you all these things. Are you happy? They will say. Yeah, we are, oh our Lord. We are happy. Certainly we are happy. The Allah will say. That now I am going to give you something more than that. They will say, what can be more than that? Anything we want in the paradise. Anything you see there. Anything you want to eat there. Any enjoyment you want you know, in, in, in paradise. So Allah will say, no, I, today I am going to announce that I am pleased with you and I will never be angry with you. This will make them so much happy that their Lord never is going to be angry with them. The Quran is saying, you know, come here. Content, happy, pleased. And you be also pleased with your Lord is happy with you, pleased with you. You are pleased with your Lord, and Allah is pleased with you. Never angry with you. Radiyatam mardiyya. Fadakhuli fi ibadi. So enter into, you know, into, you know, enter, fadakhuli fi ibadi. You know, enter or be included among my slaves. You know, come here, enter, you know, where, where are my slaves are there. Become in a part of the, my slaves. You know, my, my those slaves who I loved. Fadakhuli fi ibadi. You know, the, how great a clear honor. Basically, Allah SWT will say to every soul, now you become, you know, part of the family of Ibrahim, part of the family of Musa and Isa. You are going to live with the shuhada and the salihin. And they, those, they are the best companions. Everybody wants to live in this world, you know, among the people who love you, who are nice to you. You know, you want to choose, choose your, your companions. Allah SWT has chosen for your companions. You never can imagine companions better than them. And the Quran said, وَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنَعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ Those people, they are with those. Allah has been favor upon them. The prophets, صِدِّقِينَ شُهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا And they are the best companions. 
that you know pay after all this thing you know you you have been working a little bit you know and you took your covenant properly and then after that you never change your covenant you respected the covenant just for a while 60 you know 30 year 40 years 50 60 years and then after that have penis for all the time but re- really depends on the covenant take the covenant properly like in one of the arab poets says tazulu aljibal arasiyat wa qalbuhum ala alahd la yalwi wa la taghayyaru you know the big mountains they can be moved they can be shaken but these people their heart and the community is so firm that it never never can be changed never can be moved you know this warning believers believers when it comes to their covenant with their lord that never can be affected they never can be changed they can't disobey their lord and if they disobey they will not actually have peace unless they repent and the sins are forgiven they keep doing this thing. you know once you they do this the reward is so big allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said you know fadkhuli fi ibadi you know soul enter you know among to my uh, you know slaves wadkhuli jannati and enter into my garden in the neighborhood of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in amazing thing really that you know, the, you know to live in a house next to allah allah is everywhere no doubt about that but this world is not allah's neighborhood allah has made some place more noble than the other place like in this world you can see makkah al-mukarrama is the most noble place madina munawwara is also one of the noble place but al-maqdis jerusalem is this one of the noble place one of the pure place but is this earth really is not allah's neighborhood allah's neighborhood is where allah's neighborhood the paradise if you want to live next to your lord it is the only place is paradise and you cannot live next to him unless you really clean yourself <coughs> purify yourself to so the neighborhood of the you know allah <coughs> allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is paradise the people should actually aspire for that work you know very little and think really how much he honors us do little and so much reward 10 20 15 th- you know this not many years it is passed so quickly just make little and once you move one step in in that direction allah subhanahu wa ta'ala runs for you you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadith said when my slave comes walking to me i come to him running to him and you can see you just make little effort and how much he gives you so you know this actually that this book actually the quran teaches you something that no book on the face of that can give nobody can give this thing to give you paradise this book teaches you how to get paradise you know we go to these the universities here and you know the colleges here and we learn all those things and i'm not criticizing that that needed for you know muslims and non muslims everybody should go that but tell me after spending so many years what you get after spending 20 years or 15 years of your study what do you get you get a promise that your future career in this world will be better you get that promise but they cannot guarantee you any life after degree on this they never can guarantee you that what your future time is in this world is and their god will not guarantee you what basically your career will be in the future they just a small promise it could be that you die before that career you spent 20 years to get a degree and you die before and then many people die it could be actually you get the degree but your life becomes much more in trouble much more in problem there are people who get all these degrees and they commit suicide they lose all the hope in the in this world there are people who are celebrated but they lose all the hope the thing really but your lord what he promised actually is it guaranteed in this world nobody can guarantee you but your lord your lord's promise is guaranteed just move little bit and much more you can imagine you spent here 15 and 20 years then how much you 
how, how much they guarantee you? 30, 40 years? Finish. You, you spend 40, 50 years to obey your Lord. And then what you have guaranteed are a life, eternal life. Never going to end. In a peaceful life, forever, no fear, nothing. You're never going to be unhappy. So how much he gives. So that is the paradise for the people. So inshallah, soon we're going to start the next surah. I think we have inshallah time to that. But if you have any question, please ask. And then we move to the next surah inshallah. Sorry? The word Mutmainah. Mutmainah, yeah. When they want to root letters up, normally it would be free. So I think the root letter actually is Ta, Meem, Noon. Ta, Meem, Noon. Yeah, if and then it has been come, if Ilal, yeah, to Ta, Meem, Noon. And then they have retaken to another you know, pattern that's called if Ilal, Itminan, like Ikshirar, Itminan, yeah. Which, which one? I didn't understand. Talking about what? So when, 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 when the Arabs blessed, yeah. he says, God will honor me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Akraman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you expect, yeah, Akraman. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that thing in Arabic language is, you know, Alif and Waw and Ya, they like vowels basically. So Alif is like, you know, more Fataha. You know that, and ya is like that. So it is very easy in Arabic language to, to drop these things. So you know they can drop, especially when it's coming the ending, because it can see the ending of the, uh, of the words. You know, uh, it can help. So so that why it has been for for the waqf they allow that. So you can see ahanani, but for the waqf they have made ahanan. So that's why it has been dropped. It's not only here, many many times, like you know irjaul. Irji'uni, it has become Irji'un to me. There are many, many places in the Quran when the Yah have been dropped, and also in Arabic poetry. So, for the, for the sake of the rhyming and ending, you know, this Yah has been, has, and even Waw can be dropped. To so, Yah and Waw and Alif, and also Noon sometimes dropped. You know, many of, the, many of Noon dropped. There are actually s- s- some letters which are called Zawaid, Huruf, which are additional. So, they are treated in Arabic language differently, and they are Sa'al Tumuniha. Sa'al, Sin, Hamza, Lam, Ta, Sa'al, Tumu, Niha. There are ten horus, they are different. They're sometimes they're added, sometimes they're dropped from the, from the letters. Hmm. Can you say, I didn't hear the, can somebody, do you, yeah? What a question, can you Faisal repeat the question? Yeah, yeah. You have to pay what, if you don't pay, what, what you can't say? Yeah. And you don't wear 
didn't answer the question. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter whether you wear or don't wear. You can't do Hanafi madhab. You have to all the time to pay zakat anyway. In Hanafi madhab, whether you use your jewelry, you don't use them, you still you have to pay zakat. Is it the question? But there are some madhab like Shafi, those which are used regularly, you don't pay zakat for them, but which are kept, you pay for zakat for them. But jewelry means gold and silver, from gold and silver. If women have got jewelry from you know, diamond or things like any other precious stone, then for that you don't pay any zakat. Zakat is only paid, zakat is only obligatory for those jewelries which are from gold or silver. But if any other things, any other metal, any other precious stone, then no zakat on them. No, no, you pay zakat on the jewelry that you own, not you wear. It is, I think that, that you own, if, if they are from gold and silver, if you are owner. Zakat is obligatory on the people who are owner. It doesn't matter whether you are, you know, you, it's, it's money. So, you know, if it is uh, something else, if it is other than money, money basically means like money, like, you know, you have, uh, uh, you know, paper money, uh, currency, or uh, account, uh, or gold and silver. But if there are something else, then zakat only becomes obligatory if it is in the trade and business. So for example, if somebody buys a house and keeps it somewhere, then no zakat on that. But if they do business of the house, they buy the house and sell the house, then there will be zakat on all those houses. If you, have, if you own land, plenty of land in, anywhere, then no zakat on the land. But if you keep buying and selling the land, then zakat will be on those lands. So zakat is on the money, and the gold and silver, and anything else, zakat only becomes obligatory if those things are kept or they are used for the business purpose, trade, trade purpose. That's why one advice that we give for the women is, if you've got plenty of jewelry, and you don't have any other earning, and you think zakat will take all your money, and if you want to keep for the future, then sell your jewelry and buy a land or buy any house, those properties, so then there's no zakat on that. So if, if people want to avoid, so they want to heal a trick, you know, for some good purpose, not as any bad purpose. Yeah. No, no, listen, wait for Faisal. Yeah. So the meaning of ahqaf? You know, Tabari says, Wal ahqafu jam'u hiqfin, wa huwa ban atafa min ar-ramli wa nahana. Hiya jam'u hiqfin, wa huwa ban atafa min ar-ramli wa nahana. So science, which become like hill, and then they decide your, your, your passage. So they are like, you know, like valley or So they only can happen in those places where there is plenty of sand. So that is found in Ahqaf, in that place in Yemen. But in Damascus, 
and also in Al-Iskandariya, then nothing like that. That's why he think the seat of uh, you know, these people was in, in Yemen. But I, my saying actually is their big empire, so it could be the main seat was in, in Yemen, but they still could use Al-Iskandariya uh, Al or Damascus uh, you know, as one of uh, their major centers of their civilization. You know, but it will be on the, on the value because it, it's like money. What are the reason? Because it's no value. What, what are the reason? You know about the wasiyah, will in Islam, first thing I understand is you never can make your will, wasiyah, for those who can inherit you legally. You cannot make wasiyah for your son, for your daughter, you know, for the people who can inherit you after your death, there is no wasiyah for them. The Prophet said very clearly, la wasiyah, le warithin. It is agreed upon by all the people. In other relatives who will not inherit you, you can make wasiyah for them. But maximum that you can make wasiyah is wasiyah of one third of your property, not more than that. Even actually it encouraged to be less than that, but not more than that. So if, you, for example, anybody makes wasiyah for half of the property, when he dies, wasiyah only will be enforced for one third of the property, and rest two thirds will come to the people who inherit. Or, or maybe if you have got debt, debt will be paid. But wasiyah never can be enforced for more than one third of the property. You know, Iman starts with, with the fikr, with fikr al-Rububiyyah, but Iman actually also has got, you know, al part because Iman basically means that you believe that there is no ilah other than Allah. You have to worship Him alone. So, starting point always al-Rububiyyah. <coughs> you think Allah's favor and all those things, and then you become believer. So, Iman comes from thinking, so that Rububiyyah part. But then after that, you know that Allah has got rights upon you. So, once you believe that there is no ilah other than Allah, that's Iman. So it is, you can say it is both part. The starting point is Rububiya, but the ending one is the Uluhiya, Ibadah. Mm. Yeah. Why is that? Why is the 
because in that society and also everywhere, people always have been a problem against the weak people. Weak people of the society. Weak people of the society are those who are orphans, you know, like widows, you know, those women, and poor people, they are weak people. So people, you know, don't spend, if you don't spend money upon them, they always will remain weak. They always like to, that way Islam actually came to, you know, it is actually humanity that people are encouraged to, to spend upon them. So Allah SWT wants to say that you have got the money as a favor of, from your Lord, you should share with other people as a thanking. But these people, they don't do this. So Makkan people, the very mean people you can see, they say we are leaders, like Walid and Abu Jahl and all these leaders eh, in their story. Abu Jahl has the you know, money of somebody, for one of the Arab people, a lot of money in this Arab Bedouin. And he came to Abu Jahl many, many times if he can pay back. Abu Jahl never, never returned. You know, this debt, you have to pay back according to you know, any law. But he never gave it back. Then, uh, you know, this Arab Bedouin, he came to Quraysh people in Haram, in Makkah. They're sitting there, there, there are the assembly. He asked them that this man, you know, he has taken from me so much money, never gives back, can you help us, uh, me, to get my money back? But they wanted to, you know, to make a fun to it. They said, this man who's praying, Muhammad, go and ask him, he can, you know, can, can help you to get money. They were thinking, he will go to Muhammad, and then Muhammad will go to Abu Jahl, and fighting will start, and then we will enjoy. So this man came to the Prophet وسلم, and uh, the Prophet finished the prayer and he said Abu Jahl has got, got you know, uh, my money and these noble people they have advised me to come to you, you will help. He said, yeah, I will help you. And the Prophet وسلم, went to Abu Jahl's house, knocked the door and Abu Jahl came. The Prophet وسلم, said to him, pay his money back. And then Abu Jahl went and he got the money and paid back. And then this man, he came to Quraysh and said, you are appointed me to right person. You know, I came and, you know, he helped me to, th- you know, he thanked all the... And Quraysh were actually, uh, you know, shocked that how it could happen. So they asked Abu Jahl that how it happened that Muhammad went and you paid the money. They said, when I came, I saw Muhammad, so I saw next to him like a big beast. You know, which, like, you know, I believe that if I don't pay, it will eat me. So out of the fear. So Allah SWT supported, they wanted to humiliate the Prophet Wasallam, but Allah SWT actually helped him. So, you know, you can see these people, they say they are leaders, but they also are at the same time very mean people. No respect for the, our first widows, and, and, and they take everybody's wealth and property, and that's how they become rich. In every society, most people who are rich, they are not rich through halal, halal means. Rich people, most of the time, they are rich because they have haram ways. Cheating, taking people's money, and then they become rich. You know, zakat about money is one thing keep in mind. Zakat in Islam is always on the savings, not on the income. If you get salary, huge salary, million pound every month, but you never save it, then no zakat upon you. If you get your pension every month coming, but you spend that, then no zakat on that. Zakat only will be on the money that you saved and it remains in your savings for one year. Then there's zakat on that, you know, two and a half percent. You know, if it remains. But if people get money and it, it is being spent, then no zakat upon. Always keep in mind, zakat is always on the money when money is saved, on the savings. Then no zakat on the money that has been spent. Oh, yeah, you, you know, no, no, then 
you know, like in this, yeah, most employment, they have got this scheme of the pension and so many other funds to that where basically, you know, employees, they, they make some certain contribution and sometime after the retirement, they get double of that or whatever, because there's so many schemes going on. Yeah, there's no zakat on that because that's not your money. That's only promise of the money. So that's not like your debt. You, if, if, if the state or any, they borrow the money from you, then they're, but they promise that they're going to give money to you, then no zakat. Similarly, like for example, the women, you know, if uh, 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 get married and, you know, and your dowry mahar was 10,000 uh, you know, pound, which is huge money, but your husband did not pay you and he has this debt. So you don't need to pay, you know, zakat of any of your mahar until you receive it. If you don't receive it, no. But if there's proper debt, for example, if, some, if your husband borrows from you 10,000 pounds, you had 10,000 pounds and he borrows from you, then you have to pay zakat for all the years. As long as you've been keeping, still you have to pay. But the mahar, if he has not given to you, there's no zakat. So that is called in Islamic language, ad-dayn ad-da'if, weak debt. Weak debt has no, no, uh, no, no zakat. Ad-dayn al-qawi, strong debt, they have zakat. Strong debts are those debts for which you can take a person to the court properly. So that, there is zakat on that. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv that's d-e-e-p-d-e-e-n.tv don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support please click on the donate button and give whatever you can our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves